as the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. How did this happen? Evolution does not necessarily reward intelligence. With no natural predators to thin the herd, it began to simply reward those who reproduced the most and left the intelligent to become an endangered species. your first time welcome climbing the charts at number 11 exotic liability oh, <laughs> so number 11 um at this point we were just talking about oh and and my phone's ringing is it your mother <laughs> no it was dave oh <laughs> no harassing mystery too late dave. um so anyway uh we were just talking about how uh mr chris nickerson is off on the east coast um, we'll call it hunting. That sounds that's like a, that's good, a nice word. That's a good way to put it. And uh, good luck to him on his hunt. I'm sure. <laughs> I have no doubt he'll be successful. And, and quite possibly we might be able to hear about it. We're not too sure, though. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Pending legal checks. <laughs> yeah. We're going to just stop that one now. Oh, my phone's making all kinds of fucking noises. Um, so in the news, we were talking about... Uh, how China is is hacking everybody apparently, um, including the New York <laughs> the New York Police Department computer network. Isn't that funny though? Because a couple of years ago it was Russia, 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 and now it's China, China, China. Right. Well, that's because China is actually taking on the world. Russia is just too busy trying to take over like Estonia, Ukraine, <laughs> Belarus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever the country of the month is. Yeah. Whoever's moving statues this year. <laughs> um. Yeah, China got blamed for attacking the New York Police Department computers, supposedly making 70,000 attempts a day. Um, Let me guess that's NMAP. (laughs) (laughs) It's ping. Yeah. They're just pinging. Um, Maybe they should just block all of China and see if it really is. Sure. Yeah, just block.cn. Block.cn. I'm all for it. And then there's a manhunt going on um, with the FBI and I think the U.K., uh, for Ukraine-based hackers, Ukraine. because apparently they uh, hijacked 1.9 million computers around the world. All largest, at once? largest botnet ever <clears throat> ever found, if so, I remember so correctly. So far, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, largest network of hijacked computers or botnet to have been discovered at, to date. They actually do say to date. That's good. Yeah, four times larger than botnets that have been discovered in the past. Wow, that's impressive. So yeah, the FBI is coming for you. So. Be, be afraid. <laughs> and you know, the only thing that they probably used it for was <clears throat> just to DOS kids off IRC, which is probably the sad part. Yeah, watch this. I'll make you. Uh, you know, I remember in IRC, we used to, um, God, this was years and years and years ago. Kids would come in the channel like, hey, 
I'm looking for wares. Where can I get wares? Oh, 127.001. Yeah. <laughs> you should FTP the 127001. And we actually, some kid actually stayed in the channel and did that. He's like, wow, there's all kinds of stuff in here. <laughs> but I already have it all. <laughs> What's even better is when people get pissed off because they can't connect to it, and then they win-nuke it and win-nuke and themselves. And win-nuke themselves, right. Yeah. <laughs> or you tell them, oh, just hit Control-C. You'll get whatever you want. Um, And then uh, you guys were talking about a couple of podcasts ago when I was out in Texas. Um one of the colleges or one of the cities was going to be doing the whole, like, here's what you should watch. Oh, I think it was a college. Here's what you should watch out for um, when it comes to kids that are being hackers. <laughs> and it was like, they run multiple OSs on their laptop. And yeah. Do you remember that one? I think, I don't yeah. know, I don't know if, if Karen was here or not. I know, Don, I think you were. Yeah. yeah you we guys were talking about like, all the weird shit there. Like, if you're can, using a command prompt, you're automatically a, performing right. illicit activities. So right. Podcast nine. Yeah. It was a podcast. Okay, so podcast nine. There was actually I found an article about a college in Boston that actually I think this might be where it came from. This is exactly what we talked is about. It, just is it because they were talking about like the kid sent out an email outing some kid as gay. Yeah, and so they confiscated all his computers and iPods and yeah, and they actually stated in the release or something for the warrant that it was like, oh well, we believe he's performing illegal activities because he's switching between two different operating systems. Right, and had multiple to hide. Right, and had like multiple user accounts on his machine. Yeah, <laughs> I was reading that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's got like an account named Mister X or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like what else? Mail.com. What else would he do? I mean, how could how could it, how could that be spooky? You know, he has oh, an administrator and his actual name, right? Multiple accounts. Oh my god. Um, but there was there was, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Starwood, which is like the the Starwood Hotels chain. Uh huh. They filed suit on the April sixteenth against Hilton, accusing uh, it of uh, industrial espionage, corporate espionage, because apparently um, Hilton or Starwood says that Hilton stole. More than 100,000 electronic and hard copies containing trade secrets for, like, its luxury hotel offerings. And then Hilton turned around and opened up their uh, Denizen chain. I have no idea what. I've never seen a hotel called Denizen, but apparently there's one called Denizen. Okay. And it's going to be a chain of chick upscale hotels that would rival Starwood's offerings. Chick? Chic? Chic. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read today. I I need more coffee. You need more scotch, man. I'm the only one drinking. Uh, I can't drink scotch right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like fucking 1.45 in the afternoon. No, no, there's like scotch and like eggs and cigars and like all sorts of craziness. Some Baileys going on over here. (laughs) Yeah, babe. Don's on the the boiled eggs and scotch diet right now. Oh, hell yeah. Is that helping out? Is that is, it that, is, is that how you're losing the weight? I've lost substantial amount of weight just From by drinking scotch and, and eating, eating hard-boiled hard eggs. eggs. How much it's have beautiful. you lost? Uh, about 18 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I should start doing that. I'm telling you. It, I can't it afford to works, lose 18 man. pounds, but I'll do it for like a week and be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Do it for a week, realize that you're just wasted and sick all the time. <laughs> well, you know, maybe this really isn't going to work Dude, with my Ryan, body chemistry. Ryan's fucked up all the time, but he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the eggs are making his hair all shiny. <laughs> but back uh, on the Hilton thing, you know yeah. it's just some freaking kid out there trying to impress Paris. He's like, man, I bet that Bluetooth <laughs> hack was – I bet she thought that was really hot. Yeah, I'm sure she was real thrilled with that. Well, Actually, didn't um, even notice. No, there was something in, – in the article there was something about how, like, guys had left Starwood and took data with them and then went to Hilton. And uh, they are now in charge of the 
chic <laughs> hotel offering at, well, the, at really, the Hilton. That brings up an interesting point, though. I mean, is it really fair to prosecute somebody that doesn't have – okay, to prosecute a company that hires somebody with that low low level of ethic, right? Right. So, so I, I hire somebody that doesn't have the, the ethic to not do that. They bring that information in my company. I don't know that they're bringing that information. Should I be charged? Right. No, I got what you're saying. And I'm yeah. sure they filed suit against those particular guys as well. Okay. I'm sure they're named. And I, I would imagine with 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 Starwood's lawyers being the probably high way right. overpaid lawyers they are, would probably name every fucking person they could in the suit. Of course. But, but why go after Hilton and not just the individuals? Yeah. No, and that's that brings up another point of like, okay, so let's say they didn't bring any files. Mm-hmm. Everything was in their head. Mm-hmm. How can you really say that you're going to sue them for what was in their head? I mean, I, you and I have both. I mean, I'm, all of us have signed contracts at some point saying, "Sure, everything in your mind is our intellectual property." <laughs> like IBM is well known for that. Like, sure, you thought of that while you were sitting on the toilet in our office. Therefore, we own it. Yeah. D- okay. Um, I once had to sign an NDA that said that you can no longer work in this field for five years after you leave this yeah, company. Yeah, IBM. IBM was similar to that. It was like you can't ever work for one of our competitors. I'm like, you're fucking yeah. IBM. Everybody's a competitor. Yeah. Um, so like at that point, does it become a right to work or you know which which overrules the right to work state of Colorado or the NDA <laughs> of IBM? Absolutely. Um, but no. So like, let's say you you went somewhere and you had in your head, you know, a template for a report that looks scarily like someone else's report. I mean, does that mean they can sue you for using something that was in your head? Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I realize there's an NDA, and but shit, it's in your fucking head, and you're so used to doing it after X number of years. Yeah, and when it's it comes just down how to you it, do something. Reports look pretty much the same anyway when you really break down the details inside them. Well, yeah. So, and know. there's only so many ways you can say you really shouldn't run null session <laughs> <at BIOS."> <laughs> Yeah. There yeah. are only so many graphics that can make that either green, yellow, or orange, red. or red. Yeah. Actually, I used to, I, <laughs> so you can't sue me because I used a different shade of yellow in that Yeah, report. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like, I, that's why I like Karen's idea. Everything's blue. Everything's blue. There you are. Blue Brilliant. pills, everything <clears throat> like that. Carrying your genius. Everything will be blue. Um, what else? So, so, so they sued Hilton. At the same time, some uh, kid, apparently a 17-year-old kid, got a job for writing a Twitter worm. Yeah, um, that's so awesome that how, he actually how he hard, actually accepted. How hard can that be? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it, you know, so apparently it was a, promoting a site he ran called Stock Daily. Yeah, uh, Stock. That, yeah. So it was either a farming site, <laughs> talking about like stocks of corn, or stocks of corn, yeah, or it's probably like a number of like oh, here's what this celebrity's doing, or here's what this person's doing. Yeah, maybe like a Perez Hilton kind yeah. of thing, right? So yeah, he wrote some worm that went around and promoted it. And uh, the founder and chief executive of web application development firm Equisoft, oh Equisoft, E X Q Soft Solutions, okay, told ABC that Mooney, the kid who wrote the thing has accepted the job he offered, which will involve security analysis and web development. So I'm not sure how writing a forum that advertises your site gets you a security job, but uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, we've commented on this before, and I, I still am completely baffled. I mean, I, you know, we conjectured before that it was just, it was just marketing for the, for the uh, CEO that pitched him the job, for the couple of companies that pitched him a job. Well, yeah. But I'm surprised that they're actually honoring the, uh, the acceptance offer. Because, like, of course the kid's probably going to say yes. Yeah. 
we got you seventeen. But usually, like, hey, we're in these kinds, thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, in these kinds of games, though, the company usually like says, "Oh, well, you know what? It's it's not going to work out for X, Y, Z reason." Yeah, we, we'll we'll, we we'll see if like offer. we'll see if like in a month when they go, "Oh, well, we can't hire somebody that's only seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or something, or he didn't pass the background check. Yeah, there's always <laughs> something like that, right? There's a catch to it. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? RSA was going on. RSA like all week decided that a that we needed a, a national consumer privacy and security law. That's that's kind of why I was going duh. Like we oh, on the last one. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. We need to protect ourselves from the government. <laughs> like we need to pass a law to protect ourselves from. From Homeland Security now? Like, yeah. And RSA is going to do it. Like, I, I'm a little <laughs> confused at what, where they're going with that. Okay. So, so they, fair. Um, what else? Let's see. Space, uh, Space Rogue, who's one of the guys I follow on Twitter, one of the old Loft guys. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's been talking a lot about, um, well, the new Loft crack came out, and he's actually um, put up, I don't know if you guys remember the old Hacker News Network site, oh, yeah. HNN.com. I do. He actually put all the archives, he's like, I don't know, I don't even remember who owns it, but all the all the stuff, because it was part of, I guess, um, the sale of Loft to At Stake. Oh. HNN was part of that. Oh, so, really? Yeah, apparently At Stake owned that for a bit. Huh. And then At Stake got sold to Symantec, so I know they're not using it anymore, but he, he's like, fuck it, I got all the archives, so if you want to check out the news from 1998, of September 10th of 1998 to March 30th of 2000. Wow. <laughs> Just click on one of those links and then change the date to the URL you're looking for. Weren't there a couple of guys that wrote for HNN that actually went under the handles Razor and Blade for a while? <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure I there, think was. there was. And they had like a little, their zine had like a little cassette tape as their logo or something. It was you mean in their, ASCII. Their, their zine? Their zine. Yeah, yeah. see, I say chick, you say zine. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. And I laugh at you both because I own orbazine.com. Orbazine, you mean? Orbazine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Australian city? Orbazine. Orbazine. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> nice. Well, back on the topic of RSA, I yeah. actually had a friend of mine out there this past week. Yeah. And he happened to notice that the NSA had a booth. So he walks up to the NSA's booth, and he's looking around. They have all these really interesting diagrams laid out and stuff for different projects that they're working on that were publicized, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of advertising what they're up to lately. And he looks at the guy that's standing behind the booth, and he says, all right, well, this all looks really, really cool, but where are all the diagrams and schematics for Echelon? <laughs> and he was apparently escorted away from the booth. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's not that was really funny. You can't even ask a question about that at the RSA conference. That's sad. Like, I mean, right, the, we'll the NSA guys apparently need a better sense of humor. Because that's the, what the, I'm saying. The proper response would be like, wow, we gave that up fucking years ago. Yeah. We're on to this entirely different system now that you have no <laughs> idea about. When Echelon was actually talked about on the show Alias, it was over <laughs> long before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once something's admitted to, it's usually already been replaced. Yeah. Kind of like, what was it, the... The SR seventy one Blackbird, you know, they, they or actually the Stealth Bomber. When oh. they first announced the Stealth Bomber, that was years ago, mm-hmm. and they made this big deal about wheeling it out and showing it like, "Well, we this new plane." Well, it had <laughs> already been in use for like what, like twenty years. Oh wow! And they were was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm exactly." Well, even if but it was, a, even it was if a long a couple of years. The it point had, is, it had been in use for way before they had actually yeah. admitted it. And chances are, by the time it's been admitted to, they've already got something way cooler that they're. Absolutely. Using that, you know, like, hey, we can talk about this now because we this way cooler fucking thing behind the curtain <laughs> you guys can't see. That's how it should work. No, I agree. I, you know, um, 
But at, at the same time, I always think it's funny. Like, oh, God, they have stealth technology. <laughs> <laughs> and? <laughs> okay. Um, actually, there was, there was a Google picture, and I can't remember, a Google Maps picture, and I can't uh-huh. remember if it was, it's still up or not. Um, or maybe it was Microsoft Live Maps. I don't remember. It was one of the mapping sites. It was Microsoft or Google. I think it was Microsoft because I can remember you could actually, like, change the direction you were facing. Sure. So you were looking over. There was a naval base, and you could change the direction you were looking over this dock. Uh-huh. And three of the directions had nothing at the dock, and the fourth direction had a stealth boat. Oh, yeah. Caught by the Google Map. <laughs> caught nice. by the satellite photo. I'm like, well so much for stealth when the boat's sitting in the <laughs> as long as you're facing north you can see the boat <laughs> that's cute so and then uh yeah let's see what else well a bunch of florida kids got caught for changing grades like 21 months in federal prison for changing grades are you serious yeah that's a little ridiculous uh, apparently they did it a lot <laughs> they were charged with like unauthorized access aggravated identity theft that's probably what got them most was aggravated identity theft absolutely uh, conspiracy meant wire fraud and unauthorized access of a computer for hacking into the college's computer system for the purpose of making hundreds hundreds of authorized grade changes. Wow. I, I bet they were charging people for it. I, I hope they made a lot of money doing it. Well, <laughs> they'll be in prison for a while, so. 21 months. 21 months. Yep. Approximately 114 of the grade changes at issue were failing F grades that were changed to A. Wow. That's just not smart. Okay, so... <laughs> I, why not? Now I get just change it to a you don't, C. I don't. I get the, the not not wanting an F, but going from an F to an A is like the way to get caught. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and change it to just passing. Right. You change it do. to a C. That way you get your credit. You you towards your major or whatever. You most schools you have to have a C in a class to get the credit towards your major. Sure. Right? So, you know, change it to a C and be done with it. Why push it for a fucking A? Like, yeah, wow, you were no failing re- all your classes and now you have a four point yeah. eight GPA. There's no reason to raise the red flag. Why would you do that? Hey, you know, here's another interesting story that came out recently. Hmm. Um, RFID. Those are fun. Now being uh, made illegal in the state of Washington. Really? Yes. Why is that? Uh, Because of identity theft. So they're saying that because RFID, uh, what is it? What do they call them? Snarfers or something? Yeah. The the key grabbers or whatever. Yeah, whatever they call it. Sniffers, I guess. We'll call them Uh, We'll call them sniffers. So... Apparently, that technology now is completely illegal to use. Does that mean you're not allowed to have a passport in Washington? That's that's kind of the catch. Is a door, is an actual hid device on right. a door now made illegal? Well, so the, there are so the many. Thing, the other thing is that um, the state of Washington has, it's called like an enhanced driver's license. Okay. Um, they Basically, it has an RFID in it. Does it? So you can, you can get a regular driver's license, mm-hmm. um, but where you can get this enhanced driver's license. And the point of the enhanced driver's license is for being able to go across the Canadian border without a passport. Ah. That's what – that was the because I was out there working with some people, and I asked them, like, what's up with the – what's this EDL thing? And they're like, oh, this is RFID chip, and it's totally secure. That's creepy. Started laughing, and they're like, no, 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 it's great. You can just – instead of having a passport to go to Canada, you can just use your enhanced driver's license. Wow. Or your so basically, Homeland Security said you need a fix really quickly so that people just don't start yeah, snarfing these I, things I, and crossing the border. Apparently so. Wow. Which is pretty sick. Well, yeah, but no, like you brought up a good point with the passports. All the passports have RFID in them. Yeah. So now you can't have a passport to get into Washington from Canada because it's illegal to go into Washington with an RFID chip. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there certainly are going to be exceptions, obviously. And in fact, if I remember correctly, one individual is talking how the bill itself had made exceptions for security testing. Okay. So they also made the statement that it would be 
probably most interesting to check out what the different debates and different court cases are going to come as a result of the bill. Like, okay, as you're saying, uh, are passports going to be, is the threat model with right. passports going to be changed? Is the uh, legality over passports going to be changed? That kind of thing. So this is definitely going to be something to watch. It's not necessarily an issue for security testers now, but I want to see what the implications are going to be within the next few months. Yeah, no, that that should be that's that's an interesting story to follow. I yeah. like because I mean honestly, they, if they keep that up, they have to change. I mean, I remember this was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So they had, or maybe about a year ago, they had started doing the they had been doing the EDL thing for a while. So God knows how many of those licenses they issued. Does that mean every person with one of those is now needing to go back and get a regular driver's license? And mm, yeah, they're probably going to just you know make everyone go to Canada and not come back because of those. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're now stuck you need to in get Canada. out. <laughs> and like I don't know, like the whole RFID thing. Like you know, your cat is injected with one. Like, oh yeah, that's true. When you chip your cat or your dog, that, I mean, that's or your kid. Do, do you have to like cut off their paw? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they injected. In, well, it depended on the animal, I assume. But I know in my dog, it's in it's in his like lower back hindquarters on his leg. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to cut that one out. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, we have to take your dog's entire ass, <laughs> or uh, or you have to send your dog to Canada and he can't come back. <laughs> They're done. You've been exiled because you have the passport, like liar's license. So, like, I don't know. I talk about the Twitter thing because that's always entertaining, right? So cool. let let's do a little recap first. Um, God, during our first five podcasts, I think it was number four, three or four. Um, you had found on Twitter, and I don't remember how you found it. I'm sure you can give us a... I was looking for people in the 303. Oh, okay. So you you Twitter searched for 303. Yep. And you found all these people with their phone numbers in their real namespaces on their Twitter pages, right? And yep. we called one, and the lady said that she'd never had a Twitter account. We also called another person, and they said they never heard of Twitter. Right. So, so you know, people had been having their name and phone number put up on Twitter, um, and they never even... They never. It wasn't their account. They hadn't created it. They didn't even. Some people didn't even know what the hell Twitter was. So, Karen emailed Twitter, and you got a response earlier this week, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was early this week. Or was it late last week? Um, from their tech support team. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and, and and give us an idea of what their wonderful response was. So their their wonderful response to my letter of telling them that they had like so many different names and phone numbers on was. To give me a, a canned response on a, on how to locate my friends on Twitter, so it's, it's always nice to locate my best friends and phone numbers. And they also had like some update on how they hadn't uh, been able to update profiles for like the past X weeks, and you know, like now I know how to find everybody. Well, that of course is not the answer. So I sent the email again and changed some words around uh, just to see if it was like a, a filter that was picking up on on the subject title or not, and uh, received actually the same email back yesterday. So apparently. You were hitting all the filter words. Hitting yeah. <laughs> all the filter or, words. Or their tech support guy in India was like, I don't know what the fuck this means. So yeah, just, we'll just a click this. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I was kind of, you know, just looking around yesterday and I'm like, well, what if I just write EFF just for giggles? Because, I mean, I know they can't do anything, but I just want to see what they say. So I sent e- EFF, the, basically the email that I'd sent to, to Twitter. And just you know, like a short, quick version of it, you know, just said, hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? And uh, within probably minute and a half, two minutes, I heard back from a human being at EFF. And uh, she said, thanks for contacting EFF. I don't know if there's much we can do about this particular form of abuse, but I'll bring it up to the Twitter security team. 
first off, thank you very much. And well, she did that right away. Um, yay, EFF. Yay. And within 20 minutes, they had heard back from Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> so, you know, this is... And they copied you on it, right? And they, yeah, they copied on, copied me on it, which was nice. So, yeah, EFF person sent me back. Um, and then basic premise was, uh, you know, he had, the EFF or the Twitter guy had done some research saying it's a large set of individ- individuals acting as election monitors from the November elections. And uh, he says they were posting their phone numbers publicly so they can coordinate their efforts. Well, I'm calling BS on that because they don't, the people whose uh, phone numbers and names are there don't know that they're, don't even know that they have accounts on there. Yeah, you even you even called one individual called and she said that she had no idea. Yeah, I spoke to one and she was like, I've, ne- I don't, I've never had a Twitter account. And the other lady that was a little less friendly, but <laughs> she, uh, she basically was, you know, I don't even know what the hell Twitter is. Yeah. Um, so that whole response from Twitter security or whatever the guy does, although he knows you from DEF CON, Karen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> is apparently BS. Um, or he just, again, wasn't listening entirely and read like two lines of an email. Yeah. And said, okay, fuck it. Here's the answer. Um, so, yeah, if you were a working as an election pollster or whatever, um, you should probably check out Twitter and see if your phone number's on there. <laughs> so the other hard part about that is um, there isn't a really good way to search. I've been trying to figure out, like, how to find, like, find specific, like, you know, if your name's John and your phone number's 423-whatever, I haven't mm-hmm. been able to quite search that because it's not, it's like, it's not in the actual account name. Okay, well, so I remember when we were looking at that, and basically it was showing up, like, you have, you do a search and you get the Twitter name like a login name or whatever, and then a slash, and then their real name and a phone number, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what was showing up. So the phone number was showing up under their real name? The phone number's their, it's their real first name. Okay. But not both? Not the but last not, name as well? Not the last no, name. No, we didn't, no, I didn't see any that had like full Which names. Okay. at least is nice. Um, so basically Twitter says if they receive complaints from the users or owners of the phone numbers, well, none of them know that they're there, so they're not going to complain. Um, we'll suspend the accounts and hide the information. Um, take privacy very seriously, says Twitter, but when users choose to expose their data in this way, there's not much we can do aside from modifying their accounts with, without their permission. Well, the accounts were made without their permission, so I guess it's kind of even both ways. Right. <laughs> um, regarding the fact that we did not return that we did not return his emails, which hold on here. Okay. Yeah, basically the the return hadn't the, the Twitter is just saying that they hadn't returned our emails cuz they just basically were stretched very thin and that's why they were basically slacking. So <laughs> we will pursue more. So um something that you guys might find interesting um and I don't know if you got to hear the first part of this Chris Nickerson our own the <laughs> Chris Nickerson or is it the he switches the, the sometimes Nickerson. sometimes it's the sometimes it's the it really depends on, on what day of the week it is and what he's in Cheek, the mood for chick whatever right <laughs> blue blah blah <laughs> um, so Chris and and Mike Murray who's a guy out of Chicago uh, well he's a Canadian who lives in Chicago I believe uh, they're doing a part two of their social modern social engineering podcast or I guess webcast would be a better way to do it. Awesome. Um, their part one took place, I guess, about a month ago, right? It wasn't, wasn't it in the beginning of yeah. May? Yeah, it was the beginning of May. Um, or ethical hackers? We're not hacking. in May yet. I guess it was the beginning no. of March. Um, so, yeah, it was. It's on. you can find the link still on uh, ethicalhacker.net. And uh, th- there's a webcast scheduled for, <laughs> scheduled for Thursday, April 30th at 12 noon Central Time. Cool. And it's a free registration. They're both entertaining as hell to listen to. 
Uh, As I'm sure they are. Yeah. And they, they, in the first one, they, they cover very general stuff of social engineering. That's a repeatable process for pen testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're going to go a little bit deeper into actually how to craft a true social engineering attack. Awesome. So it should be interesting. Um, well, here's a question for people that aren't necessarily in the social engineering scene or mm-hmm. from us people who mm-hmm. aren't. Uh, are they using, like, the new NLP? Yeah. Mike, Mike's actually a big NLP guy. Okay. Um, and Chris has some. No, I, Chris now has what studied is it as NLP well. NLP again? Neurolinguistic programming. Okay. It's basically using language to make someone more comfortable or give them sure. More, you know, so presenting like, things in a way that's more comfortable for that specific right. individual style. Right. And uh, and Chris has studied it some. Mike uh, Mike studies like everything he can get his hands on when it comes to NLP. So he's a big NLP guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're talking to him so in person, will, beware. Yeah. Just make sure that you realize when you're. When when your breathing patterns matching Chris's, that it's a trick. <laughs> and, and when you when he scratches your head, he scratches yeah, he scratches your when head. You scratch when your he head. scratches his head, and you scratch your head, you're owned. <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. So yeah, they're they're gonna talk some more about like how to do f- true phishing attacks and and how to actually utilize some of the tools that they. They're gonna talk about some of the tools they use to actually craft these attacks. It should be cool. Awesome. So it'll be about an hour long. Um, so what, are, what kind of tools are they using, like Nmap? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could use Nmap somehow. Well, I just, I mean, you know, for, for people that don't really know. Well, they're going to go over, like, how they craft the emails, uh, ah. how, to, how to craft the backdoor programs, how to set up things. Like, I, know, I know we use a lot. Um, we use Core Impact a lot for the, for the social engineering stuff because Core will just sit there and send out the emails. It saves a lot of time. There's ways to do it oh, manually. Okay. but Is there um, a way that Core might like you know set up a server pre-canned so that when the phishing attack works, yep. they're going to download it'll do that. or something? It'll actually come out to your website, set Very up by cool. Core. It's kind of neat. And then Core can actually we, – now we've tweaked it a fair amount uh-huh. where it's like, oh, hey, give us your login and password. That gets nice. logged. And when so they, you specialize it. You tailor it to the yeah, attack. Yeah, you tailor it to the attack. You make it look like the company's website. You make the email look like the company type corporate gotcha. emails, which you can usually find through Google. Oh, sure. You know, or, or just general, like, HR-style writing or, you know, anything that... Yeah, because, I mean, and, HR is pretty can no matter where you go, right? Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all follow the same legal department. So, uh, but yeah, I just... I, I, I wanted to bring make sure everybody goes to uh, ethicalhacker.net and uh, register for, this, for the uh, webcast with the Chris Nickerson. <laughs> the. Yeah, just look for Modern Social Engineering Part 2. It's the top five ways to panip- manipulate. manipulate humans over the wire. Right. <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure that Part 1 is still hosted on that site as well. So you, if you want to go back and, and watch their little webcast from the first part, you can do that too. Awesome. And it's free and it's cool. And yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely check it out. It sounds like yeah. a really informative piece. It will. It'll be fun. Um, and these two guys will actually also be at a Chicago Con doing <clears throat> a training too for social engineering. Right. Nice. Doing the master class. Yep. Yep. That'll be cool. Um, so Chicago Con, ethicalhacking.net, or ethicalhacker, excuse me, dot net. Um, actually, I'm, I'm reading this bio right now. <laughs> Join re- world-renowned social engineers. <laughs> Chris Nickerson of True TV's Tiger Team. I think they heard about him nice. in Cambodia. And noted expert international speaker Mike Murray as they prepare for the future of pen testing. Oh, I think they put that TV show on a loop in Bhutan. Hey. Tiger Team? Correctly. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying we're big in Bhutan? You're big in Bhutan. The tigers. <laughs> they sure are big. <laughs> you know, it was funny. After that show came out, we had a request from, uh, from a magazine in Japan. Yeah? Um, 
God, what was it? it was like Hacker Magazine or something like that out of Japan. Or and, like and Hack Five or something? No, it was. Oh, they're it was, not Japanese. No, they're not Japanese. That's a podcast, uh, oh. video cast. And guys. they're laughing at us. We hear that. Right. Um, Hi. <laughs> so no, we did this interview. It was, it was Chris and I doing the interview. It was funny because um, the lady who interviewed us, I had met like fucking six years before. At, like, oh really? Con or something. And she writes for a bunch of different magazines. Well, she's writing for this magazine in Japan. She makes sure that we get copies of it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I open the magazine. Like, there's our picture on the. On the first page of the magazine, I open it up. It's, it's all in fucking Japanese. I can't read a goddamn thing. Oh, man. So if anybody wants to translate Japanese, I have a PDF copy of it that I'd really appreciate. Um, Very cool. Because it would be nice to know that I actually got quoted properly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they actually just called you, well, reformed criminal Ryan Jones. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy doesn't steal. It was actually Hacker Japan. Hacker Japan magazine. That's what Oh, it was. okay. So I have a copy of the magazine. and uh, But if anybody wants to translate it for me, I would greatly appreciate it. So if you're studying Japanese and want, want uh, extra credit, I'll, I'll, send a, <laughs> I'll send a letter to your teacher saying, look what they did for me. Ryan Jones of Tiger Team highly recommends this <laughs> how, student. How do they get a hold of <laughs> – Ryan, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, well, you can go to exoticliability.com <laughs> send me a message. <laughs> Or or uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm all over the fucking place. I, 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 Are you on the MySpace? I am not on the MySpace. I, I dumped MySpace a fair amount ago when I got okay. too many requests from porn stars. My <laughs> I was, I was like, about to call BS because I've seen your account. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I killed that. I had one for a while. I killed it. I, it got. No, it's I, a I never, fan that started up a new one. Huh? It's probably a fan. Is there a new one? The fake Ryan know. Jones. Just, is there a no, is there oh well that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> good luck. Have fun. Um <laughs> So Ed, back to Chicago Con. It's yeah. gonna be May fourth through ninth. And they're gonna do training first and then the eighth and ninth, if I remember correctly, is the actual convention. It's like a hundred bucks to get in, which nice. is pretty decent. Um I'm teaching lock picking there, so that's always fun. Very cool. Go Karen. Oh, uh, and then uh, let's see what else. There's a is it Isaka or ISSA? That's it's doing, Isaka. That's doing the training um, next month. Is that next month it's, as well? It's a uh, doing a, tra- a free. Tra- I believe it's free in Denver for Isaka. Um, for Isaka members, it's members. Free. And, and then, then if you want to go, I think there's probably a charge for non-members. I don't know. Um, I Isaka has a has a thing in Denver that they're we're doing a half day training on uh, social engineering I know it's Chris and Karen and possibly myself um, talking about you know, social engineering and lock picking and physical security and all that fun stuff how to steal cars <laughs> can be done <laughs> pretty awesome. easily but yeah I mean like what if you're in the Denver area please look it up because I mean you're gonna spend like half a day with us and and what more could you want than to spend half a day with us <laughs> Scaring probably people. leave scared afterwards, and well, hopefully you will leave scared afterwards, but hopefully also be able to fix your security too. At least learn some things. So um, there, we we found out from a friend of ours that ExoticLiability.com is officially blacklisted <laughs> from Lockheed Martin. Really, blacklisted? You, are, you cannot listen get to the website from wow. Lockheed. So I guess um, that comment we made about Lockheed Martin a while back got us on the. Uh, radar of Lockheed Martin to the point where they don't like us anymore. So does that mean we're blacklisted from IBM too? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that, uh, yeah, we're we're not allowed on IBM's network. That's probably a good thing. So I'm, I actually um, wanted to throw something out there. If anybody has, and we have a list of people that we're still going to be interviewing, like uh, Dave Cowan. We're going to talk to some of the Black Hat guys that, that we know. We're going to talk to uh, 
God, Karen, who else are we talking to? I've got uh, hopefully Doug. Dragorn from who does Kid, Kismet lined up. Um, hopefully Ryan Clark from who does the Lost Mystery Challenge at DEF CON will be able to talk to us about hardware hacking. So, yeah, we've got a bunch of people lined up to talk, and um, we'll, we'll take care of some of those next week when Mr. Chris Nickerson is back. Hopefully. Actually, actually, next actually week. no, none of us are going to be here next week. No, next week's <laughs> going to be the thing. It's going to be the... Uh, we're doing it from uh, Chicago Con. Yep. It's, we're not quite sure about how we're going to the logistics of that, but we're definitely going to do gonna, something there. You'll all call into your own show. Yeah. We'll That's, we'll just sit around a speakerphone somewhere and be like, hey, we're at Chicago <laughs> Con. Our producer's just shrugging and looking scared. Being like, I have no He's idea like, I'll figure it this. out. <laughs> Yay, Skype. Um so yeah, we'll be in ChicagoCon next week, um, but we'll have Chris Nickerson with us again. Um, so we'll talk some more about ChicagoCon, how that's all going to work out, um, what all is going on out there, and then shortly after that, I imagine we'll start getting back to the interviews on each podcast. Um, but Maybe I want to we'll throw just call random people up again. Yeah, if we have voicemails, we'll we'll harass you. Um, I actually liked that one. That turned out. I that was him. great. That yeah. Thank Justin, you, Justin. And I and I hope he he does what I hope he gets some traction on that whole hackerspaces thing and. I, th- I think that'd be really cool. Um, but, yeah, so if you guys want to talk, um, call, leave a voicemail, or go to exoticliability.com, leave a message in the forums. Um, I need to start – I actually have a list of all the URLs from the previous podcast that I need to start putting up there. So We're going to try to put it up on the front page. Realize it's kind of hard to find because we need to clear out a bunch of the text that's on there. Sorry. Yeah, there's about a lot of shit on that front page right now. Making you <laughs> fiddle through that. So, yeah, we're going to make some changes to the site. Um also, we're we've got the images ready. We just have to find the right T-shirt person. Um, the I am a liability shirts will hopefully return soon. I can I, hook that <laughs> up. Um, so white on black T-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of crap saying I am a liability with the badass Eddie Mai's logo on it. We're gonna get some stickers printed up too. I made a bunch of stuff yesterday. Aww, Send it in. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff on the site. Some new things. Um, keep. Keep yelling at us. Keep giving us feedback. This is going to be a short one, I think. Think so. Um, other than that, any ideas, comments, questions, go to exoticliability.com or exoticliability on Twitter or Facebook, for that matter, and give us a yell. And uh, this episode was brought to you by DJJackalope.com, Con's <laughs> resident DJ. <laughs> you can get CDs, shirts, and all sorts of fun and a mailing list if you want to join so to so get there. That, does, does that mean you owe us money now? I can, I'm probably <laughs> just going to give you guys liquor. World will be good. So it's just dj-jackalope.com. There you are. Shameless self-promotion. Well, while, nice. while we're while we're push while we're pimping each other out, Don, uh-huh. do you have anything you want to push or talk about real quick before we go? No, I'm you know, fine. You want to? You want to? Um, maybe on one of the next podcasts, since you'll actually still be in town, if you want to come in, um, you could talk. Well, actually, I was going to mention uh, it might be interesting for me to kind of interview you guys to find out what's going on That'd at ChicagoCon. Cool. Yeah. I was going to also suggest, I think by uh, by next week, some of the Dubai conference stuff will be out, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that'd be kind of cool to go over the conference from Dubai. It's, uh, is it HITB? Set? Back in the box. Yeah. Absolutely. So that'd be cool to go over. We'll do that next next podcast. And sure. Sounds great. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later and have a good week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully see you in Chicago.